Welcome back to the Crooked Spine Show. There are so many ways out there, therapy-wise, to lower stress in our body. Dr. Rosen and I, we both went to school 20 years ago. We both in the same graduate class at chiropractic school. Even though we're both chiropractors, we both help people lower their stress differently. I'm a mechanical adjuster uh, of people, getting their spine to relax through adjustments, through extra analysis, things like that. Dr. Rosen focuses on a great way through adrenal fatigue, recovery, understanding how that works for people and walking them through how to change their lifestyle to make their overall body healthy through that. So in our talk today, you'll understand as both of us go through our talk, exactly how we ourselves are think, how we educate our patients to get healthy in different ways. We focus on certain topics as educating through integrity. We live uh, what we actually talk about. We practice healthy lifestyle living through exercise, through eating properly, through, for me, getting adjusted, through Dr. Rosen understanding the hormonal ben- uh, benefits of rebalancing our hormones with adrenal fatigue therapy. Also, to talk about mindset of the whole person, how someone's minds can help them or hurt them when they're over recovery from physical or mental stress. Also, understanding the, the, the benefit of understanding what is relief care, pain relief care, or healing care, and understanding how healing care helps you permanently heal, not just band-aid and injury, especially physical injury or ailment. We also talked about two, and one of the highlights is why, do you, why is it good to have a good why to get healthy? What makes you passionate? What pushes you when you don't want to eat well, when you don't want to exercise, when you don't want to go see the chiropractor? And what pushes, what is your why to get better? Maybe, maybe uh, being, spending time with your family, being able to work, for example. Those are good whys for some people. We also about, we talk about, too, is what does it mean when we say the power of the body heals the body as chiropractors? Again, the power of the body heals the body as chiropractors. The body is self-healing, self-regulating. When you get a body to work properly, then your internal body can actually work to actually make it work properly so it can heal itself and have better quality of life. We also talk about, too, as chiropractors, how has social media reputation of chiropractors been affected by TikTok, by Instagram, by Facebook. Before we came out of school, Dr. Rosen and I 20 years ago, it was the yellow pages only. There was no social media. So how have we adapted to educate our patients or future patients community through social media? We also talked about two ending with is how has stress changed in people's lives the last 20 years? Has it gone from people writing, for example, paper and pen to more computer work, to be working on computers all the time and been sitting more for long periods of time too. So enjoy this intro, my friends. Enjoy the talk with Dr. Rose and I. We have some comedy at the end too about our previous experiences in, as students. Pretty funny stuff. But enjoy and understand when you see a chiropractor, how are they educated? Do they educate their patients? Do they help them get better, not only through the adjustments or through education, through the fatigue, but also with home, home if you want to call it education, keeping them, making themselves your patient, the best doctor. So enjoy the talk, my friends, and I'll see you next week. All right, so we are live with a colleague and classmate. Geez, long time ago, but this is another edition of The Less Stress Life, where we teach exhausted and burnt out adults the truth about fatigue so they can get their health back quickly. And today we're going to be re-interviewing each other. Dr. Anthony Rakovic and myself are on the call to discuss all things stress and the impact it places on your body. So, man, what, when was the last time, I mean, when was the last time we would have seen each other, you know, in person? I and mean, we're talking a long time talking ago, about right? graduation about a thousand years ago, back yeah. in 405. Yeah. Well, no, not even 2001. So it it? Before That's what, that. oh, gosh. Yes. I, I keep, I keep messing up dates. 2001 we graduated. Wow. Yeah. Like 20 years. 
Yeah. Well, did you do some schooling afterwards or for yeah, I went right or? to practice? I, I, I started in practice, a private, a private practice as an associate for two years, uh, right next to me in Rancho Cucamonga, California. And then I bought in this practice two years, two years, about two and a half years after that. So I started here. That's what it was in this practice. I'm in now since 2005. I've been here. Cool. So, I mean, you know, I think we're going to have a lot of interesting uh, viewpoints on on what makes someone healthy and share some of our own health challenges because we both have had some health challenges. Um, But but ultimately, I guess we can start, you know, in terms of stress. So, you know, you you work on the physical component in practice, but you work on so much more than that. But why don't we just talk about because I think it's important, you know, as someone as a chiropractic physicians, we, we look at the human body. So for someone who's listening, who may not have ever been to a chiropractor or doesn't understand the role of stress on the body, I guess, start from there, Tony, and see where, yeah, what, what uh, the viewers need to understand about the impact of stress on the body. And if they're not moving the needle in terms of their fatigue and their energy and everything that comes with it, and they haven't looked at the physical component, why on earth would they even want to? I mean, what, what does that have to do with anything? And my biggest thing with stress is everyone's stress is different, right? Right, Dr. Rosen? A lot of it is everyone may, some people may work at home, some people wake, they work in the field, physical work, mental work, long hours, having kids at home, um, the stress of life. And my thing is, what, what's your stress level and where can your body handle that stress level? And, and what, what can we do as chiropractors, as just natural healers for one, and people that know things and have done enough research and done, as you, as you have, uh, working on the internal body too, how do we make the body handle that stress level to make that comparable to a healthy body? Because everyone's body is different. And I go back to Dr. Chestnut, his book, if anything, if I only have, if I did a couple of things after school, like you had mentioned, we graduated in 2001, a lot of it was, was do my own reading and do my own research for one also. How do I help people? Yes, with chiropractic, but also understand what stress is coming from and how to help how the actually body heals. A lot of it is, is when your body's under stress, as you know, our, our body's hormones shift to more of a stress state. How do we get that shift, if that's been there long enough, back to more healthier, balanced state? My job in my office is to look at the structural perspective and can we move bones to take the pressure off the nerves to make the body heal properly? Once the nerves are relaxed, I tell my patients, once the nerves relax, your body will start to relax. If we keep it there at a relaxed state over time, that point your body resets to more of a relaxed state and hopefully a happier state to handle that stress level, whatever that might be. And by adding at home, exercise at home, start stretching, start, tra- start even strength training also just at home things, simple things to make your body want to feel good it feels good long enough, wants to maintain that feeling good. Yes, stretching might be addictive. Yes, working out might be addictive because it's good for you. Not just feel good, but good for you. So internally, your body starts shifting, as you know, to more of a healthier state. So that becomes your normal state over time. And, someone, and everyone's different, right? Someone had a chronic problem for four. I had someone come in here for a problem with their back and neck for 10 years. 10 years. And it took them probably about six months to feel good and maintain a good routine with them. To that point, their routine maintains their health. Someone's had pain yesterday, that may help them a couple of days. So everyone's different. Miles is more built into whatever you're coming in with, how to deal with that today, then long-term change your body so that healthier state of your internal body helps you with your external stressors of your life. 
that's my that's my soapbox. That's what I do every day. Oh, I mean, listen, it's it's there's a lot of wisdom behind there, right? I mean, that's what they talk about as practice, right, Doctor Tony? In terms of you get the technical skill and the and the board certification but when you get into practice that's where you tend to gravitate to what works and what you're seeing and obviously in today's day and age with things being so much more stressful than they ever were everyone is impacted differently from stressors but that you can understand that hey when you're stressed out you know if you do a little bit of biofeedback and you squeeze your muscles that's how that's what happens. I remember in, in undergrad in Canada growing up in the freezing cold, I took a Tai Chi class and they it was actually required, believe it or not. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have taken it. But they said, like, squeeze your shoulders all the way up to your ears as hard as you can and keep holding. And I remember thinking, like, I kind of already walking around like that already, you know? And then I remember <laughs> thinking, like, okay, now let go. And when you let go, you actually had to like try to let go, right? And that's telling you something. So um, before I tell you my shift, one of the major shifts in practice in terms of, do you remember, I'll tell you a pivotal yeah. moment, what changed me in terms of the direction I went through, but is there anything that specifically spoke to you in your, in your practice that shifted for you to not just be a, uh, analyze the structural component, um, but, you know, understanding all of the layers to health. And we can get into those, in a, you know, as we talk to each other and interview each other. But was there any particular shifts that you had or moments in practice that made you realize, hey, this goes deeper than just realigning position of bones, so to speak? A lot of it was for me, escape. If, if I take someone in my office and help them feel better, what are you going to do outside my office? So at that point, their life their life becomes an easier life for them. What tools can I give them? Maybe stretches, exercises, uh, attitude, whatever it might be, things that I would do uh, to make my, my, my life healthier. Why not give that to my patients also? It's not that hard to do. But can you guide them maybe visual videos of how to exercise, how to, how to do things at home? Uh, things we can do in the room with them too real quickly also. I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not going to spend 20 minutes with a patient because that would bore me. But can I spend five minutes with a patient to make them understand the importance of exercises, what to start doing at home and build that routine with them. So at that point, I'm not only their chiropractor, but also their, their coach or health coach per se, to make their life easier by doing these things, these stretches, exercises, so their stressors in their life become less stressful. And because I, I'm, I try to be a healthy person myself, exercise every day, work out, hike, eat okay. At that point, I, why not give someone else the same tools that I've had to learn myself for my my old age at 40, 47, my old wisdom, at that point, give that knowledge to other people that may not know that stuff. A lot of people, as you know, Dr. Rosen, they don't know how to exercise. They don't know how to stretch. They may go to a YouTuber or a YouTube video that hurts them. They may go to the gym and work with a trainer that's been trained, maybe a high school trainer at that point, high school athlete, and get hurt at the gym. So they stop working out. They may try a diet that doesn't work for them. At that point, they may stop dieting. So now they're, they're, they've lost all hope in their social media. So they come to us looking for help from a professional help. We want to help them overall. They come with back pain for me and go, okay, how do you do this? But how do your whole life get better? The same process. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of things that you said there that I always like to call people out on and in, 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 I'm not calling you out, but in terms of identifying the integrity of practicing what you preach, like nothing worse yes. to me than a doc, especially a doctor, a doctor that's unhealthy, a financial planner that's poor, you, you know, a teacher that is an educated, 
Um, if you're selling a specific service or product to lack integrity is to not have and own what you teach. Right. And I think you, we learn that in practice for sure. Um, that, that's the first thing. Um, and then if, if you, that. if you work in your community and you want to be a part of your community, you want to have the reputation in your community, you think that's important to you. Why not live what you preach? Like you had mentioned and have a personal and professional good reputation because you do what you said. You, you, you practice what you preach. You do what you do. Yeah. If, if you sell vitamins, you take the vitamins. If yeah. I get adjusted at least once a week, I, I get adjusted because I know it's good for me because I tell my patients to do it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, that's how, that's what integrity is. It's like saying what, you know, what you are practicing, what you preach, however you want to say it. For, mm -hmm. for me, it was a, a changing experience. I mean, I had a major spinal injury. I remember actually the reason I became a chiropractor was because I was watching like a flex magazine. My favorite bodybuilder was this guy named Vince Taylor and he was doing these bent over rows. And I remember at that time, like I just graduated from exercise physiology and it was like someone shot me out of the sky. Like I was a duck and it was like, crazy pain. So then we went through um, chiropractic college. And then when I graduated, I again injured my spine. So I had the DRX unit and yep. it was awesome. DRX is the spinal decompression in case people don't know what it is. And it takes up to half your body weight off in, in pounds. And that takes the pressure off the disc. And ultimately I helped myself with that, but Tony, some people were getting better. You know, this, some people get better with the exact same therapy. And even though everybody's different or everybody is different, what is the defining factors that would make someone get better from the exact same procedure? And I think one of the things that I looked at was I started, Hey, let me look at your, your blood work. Let me see if you have some signs of inflammation or, you know, let me see if you have, um, any blood sugar imbalances or you're bringing oxygen effectively to your cells. But um, I, I think probably the most important, we could probably go down this rabbit hole a little bit is the best or the most effective clients are the ones that, yeah, they're, they're justified in feeling like life's not fair or this shouldn't have happened to them, but you can't wallow in that forever. You just got to turn the chapter or turn the page and move on. And that comes down to, really your mindset. So maybe talk a little bit of what your experiences are with that and yourself and your clients and the most successful people you see. Cause that was the difference for me is like, okay, it's not just putting, it's not like just a McDonald's franchise where I can cook a fries in Belarus or in Istanbul or in Boca Raton and just press a button and it's all systematic. It's going to be made the yeah. way it is. If there's some nuances or there's everyone's different. And that's what made me realize, okay, I want to get into everyone's different. Let's harness that. So, but as far as like, what are your experiences you find with your most successful clients? Mine is whether they're open to changing their lifestyle and feeling uncomfortable. When I, when I say feel uncomfortable, what I mean is, is they want to feel, I want you to feel different because we're going to cause change in your body. I'm going to show you a stretch to start doing right now. And I'm going to help stretch you to the point where you're going to be uncomfortable. What I mean by comfortable is not going to cause pain. It's not going to cause injury. But can we get it to a higher uncomfortable level where your body can feel stress to get over that, to make your body handle more stress, to cause a change in your body. At that point, you see, you feel, yes, I'm changing because I'm uncomfortable. And I think that sense is, is my number one factor to help people understand I have to do more for my own body to make my body change to a healthier state. 
if I, if I'm going to, if I, if I want to change again, everyone's different. Some people go, well, I have this excuse. I have this reason I can't do this. I'm like, cool, fine. That's great. Not a problem. I'll see you for your back and neck pain. But if you want to change your life to where you want to be happier, you want to be more relaxed and feel from a physical sense of a healthier state, it's going to take you doing the work of stretching, of strength training, of doing things, even cardio too, or building endurance, because you're not doing that with your work when you're sitting at a desk eight hours a day. As we know, Dr. Rosen, our body requires motion to stay healthy. And the motion helps not only our body physically, but also our mind to de-stress and relax. And affects, as we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, how it affects your adrenals and how it affects the overall hormones of the body too. We need the motion. If we don't have the motion with the work we do, if we're not all yoga instructors or trainers or things like that all day long, at that point, how do we get that motion in our bodies enough to negate that stress of our daily, our daily, our daily stressors, and that point make our body healthier so it becomes more of our normal state and our normal routine. So at that point, it becomes a habit we do every day, every day. Only I, I tell patients, only do your exercise on the days that end with why. Only those days. Right. So at that point, they go, well, what? I'm like, yes, that means every day. I understand. Yes, you get, you get it. But, but and, they, and once they feel like, hey, you actually, it feels better. It feels like my body's doing better. Oh, why is that? And I, I, I get another rabbit hole of them saying it's because I'm doing my stretches now. I'm doing them every day. No matter how I get to feel, but because I'm, because I'm doing them, I'm seeing the result. So hope that answers the question. But, I bet, but I, my biggest thing is how do we get uncomfortable over time to get our body healthy and realize that being uncomfortable, it causes physical change in our body, can handle more stress than from there, stay the healthier state. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a fundamental principle too in terms of, stress is is uncomfortable right change is uncomfortable and that's the way our body has has been engineered to adapt if we're you know just take the metaphor of exercise progressive overload right Mm -hmm. so you have the specific adaptation to impose demands i remember when i just started out as a trainer and you really want to give someone a great workout and they can't walk for the next three days. That doesn't yeah. last very long in terms of- well, why, why, is, getting... why isn't Johnny calling me back? Why doesn't he want to work out today? Yeah. He doesn't want to die. Yeah, yeah. You have to just go a little bit more than what your body's capable of doing, mm-hmm. um, but always, right? I mean, so that way you kind of always keep your body on its toes and, and things are uncomfortable. We're creatures of habit and we don't like change per se, but that's what makes us stronger and, and more resilient from from a stress point of view and from a change point of view right yep and i think by having like yourself having a coach and having someone on your side to help you get through hey is this good pain or is this bad pain hey should i feel this or should i not feel this is something i should be do more of or not do more of when you, when you start walking through someone someone that naive just doesn't know what to do that when you're guiding them and building them you're helping them build self-confidence that they are doing the right things and over time as they see results then they'll go, they can build on that and build on that they'll get more confidence. So at that point they feel that they're in the right track of health. And then they start taking on their own. Hey, what else can I do? Can I change my diet? Can I change how much I watch you? Can I change what time I go to bed? It kind of, as you know, it domino affects other things in their life. So the overall body, they want that happy feeling all the time. They want to feel like their body's and what else can I do? Should I take more vitamins? Should I do this? And, and I tell them, here's what I would do. It's always up to you, but this is what I would, this is what I do in my own life to make myself feel better, happier inside, outside for a long term. And at that point they go, okay, that makes sense to me. And, and my biggest patience is and the results of my patients seeing they leave. If they go back to work or I don't see them very often, they have, they're happy. They know what to do to keep themselves healthy. And they have a routine now so they can keep that routine going all the time. Yeah. And I like your approach too, in terms of 
when the teach student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? So if they're coming to see you and they just think that they, you know, they lifted something and they threw their back out, quote unquote, and they just want to get out of pain, that's fine. You're not, you're not selling them something they don't necessarily want. Um, you deliver that service. And I think once you establish that no like and trust factor, now you have the ability to, is it frustrating for you? I mean, in terms of now, when I work with clients, I I don't work with clients that I'm not going to work harder than they are. I've done that in the past. Right. And those patients are usually draining more than anything else. They're like, this is one of the work. You know, I go, Hey, look, I, I said, I always tell them my back feels great. My neck feels great. I don't have any problems. If I have problems, I don't have to take care of them. Do you want my help or not want my help? And they go, I just want to get adjusted. Perfect. Fantastic. And and the problem is that problem will come back again. And I'll be here. If I don't, unless I'm retired or dead, I'll be there to see him again. And they come in again and go like, man, it's still there. Yeah, that's what we talked about. It's going to be there. Well, there's an education process. That's for sure. Right. it It also is a point where they have to realize I want to take care of it. I can't. I'm not there. I'm not going to Jedi mind trick to, to want to come in, but can they, are they at the point where they feel, Hey, I have to care of it now. If not, it's going to get worse. Right. And, and, and as you know, guys, us guys are more primitive than women are. Women are more edu- not They're more intelligent to understand. Yeah. Long-term better take care of this guy's like, I'll be okay. All I need is crutches. I can get, if I have crutches, I'll go, I'll get be able to make the, make the work today. So, okay. That's fine. I can let, let me know when you're ready. You know, so I, I'm, I'm going to be here no matter what. I just think long-term everyone's going to have a back and neck problem here and there. And even if it's come in for a visit or two visits here and there, a lot of it is, can you learn enough to get your body to a little healthier state, a little healthier state, a little healthier state over time? When you're ready, again, it's not up to me, it's up to you to get your health. So at that point, you don't have an injury where you need surgery, where you're stuck in a, stuck in a, a nursing home, watching bad daytime TV, waiting for bed, bed, bedpan to be changed up. Now, like Judge Judy looks phenomenal. She looks great to watch, right? But how many episodes can you actually do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it's an important sales and marketing message in terms of we don't buy prevention, right? Unfortunately, right? We we buy, get, get, put the fire out now. Um, But ultimately, I, I think when that education process comes around, we realize it's taken time to get there. It's going to take time. I don't have any magic wands and I'm not a Jedi mind control ninja, um, but I'm willing to teach you. And that's the thing, too. I mean, like we, we spent a lot of money and investments on, on on understanding this and learning how to how to how your body works. Um, you know, you were talking just a little bit before we got on, which I didn't know happened. And I can, if you don't want to share, that's fine. In terms of your own health challenge, I'll tell you about the health challenge. I don't even maybe know, you know, that I had when we were going through chiropractic college. Um, but, um, as far as your own health, um, you know, I think it's a good metaphor in terms of you have to always make sure that you understand your, your challenges, but at the same time, you're not doing too little or too much. It's very important to be in that Cinderella or Goldilocks zone. So maybe speak to a little yeah. bit of that and how that changed well, your. And, and my thing is, I had a heart attack about two years ago, two and a half years ago. Congenital issue. I, I didn't know it was going to have a surprise, you know? So it was a good birthday present for me, I guess. I don't know. But but allowed me to, okay, I have a congenital issue. I don't have a less circumflex or less, yeah, less circumflex artery. Didn't know that till it was on the table, so they open not open me up, but they went from my, from my artery through my hip. 
and and unclog my right coronary, which is the only thing I have, and put two stents in. And, and it was a surprise because in that it was it was actually pretty ironic in the sense where that 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 was a Friday. That Wednesday, I had my best squat and my best deadlift two days before. Two days before. So it was amazing that even though I was physically fit, this ticker was telling me I have other problems. And again, my, my wife had mentioned, hey, you're having a heartburn the last couple of weeks. We go check get checked out, right? I'm like, eh, it's heartburn. You'll be fine, right? Go to Vegas on, on a quick vacation. And uh, I have a, I think it was a 30-ounce steak. And that might have been might have been the whopper, that might have been it. But I don't know. But it, but I got really lucky, really lucky that I was in Vegas because Vegas is. I think they have at least one heart heart attack every couple of days. It's known there, and they they're very known for taking care of it right away. So I was in and out. I had basically ten percent heart damage. I was it, but because I was healthy, doctor, because I was healthy, I had a very very fast recovery, which can be deceiving that you don't have a problem. So what I want to make sure is that even though the doctor said, hey, if you weren't healthy, you would have had this heart attack 10 years ago. The problem is when I started doing research on heart attacks and I actually found a podcast called Heart Attack at 45, which I was at 45. I'm like, this guy, this guy's me, right? A lot of it is what's your mindset afterwards? Now, what do you do? Now that you know you have a concern, maybe a back problem, a heart problem or adrenal problem or where your body doesn't feel good. Now, how do you take my knowledge I have already and now that way to work and study and now put that knowledge into understanding how heart attacks work, how recovery works, where to get the right care, how your insurance works, what I ask the doctors, what can I do, what I can I not do. And again, it's always a, it's always a uh, trial and error. But when you ask the right questions, when you can do enough research, when you have enough information, that point you have this, the building blocks to actually go and go, okay, now I've had this event, again, maybe a heart attack I've had someone has chronic back problem or neck problem or fatigue issues too. Now, how do I find the right people, the right information to give me the right information I need, understand what it is and how to heal properly. Within, I was probably back at work within two weeks, which is probably early because I was, a little, I was pretty tired. The medications they gave me, they would bring my heart rate, allow my heart rate to go about here. Once I hit here, it would drop me. It would drop me for basically half a day or so. So I had to learn, okay, how much can I push myself without hitting that limit? Because medication were trying to let, my, let, my, let the stent seal in my body without overdoing it. That point, give myself a break, go back into it. So a lot of it is learning how the body works. And the biggest one, someone, someone recovers from a heart attack too quickly. The problem is they have a second one right away because they don't change your lifestyle. So understanding what that meant. And it, it was not, it's not always easy. At that point, I understood certain foods were high cholesterol, certain foods are not. How do we make those certain foods that are not high cholesterol part of my now my nitrogen of my diet? So now my body can be more healthy long term, not just today, not just tomorrow, but the next 10, 20 years. Even though doctors, I have good life insurance, I have great life insurance. I don't want to use it. You know, so how do we how do we make our body healthy enough so long term we can do things we want to do, stay healthy, and not have events like that happen to you, hopefully, never, never, but over time, learn how to recover and maintain that healthier state, no matter how good or bad you feel. Yeah, I'm sure too, like, thanks for sharing. And it's definitely a scary thing as far as the two things there that I would take out of maybe you could speak of a little bit too, is like, you know, health is a verb, right? So you were able to learn. 
it really frustrates me, like knock on wood, when someone gets diagnosed with cancer and they go the traditional route, which it can be effective, they, they don't have a chance to take a step back, take a, a breath of air and really assess the terrain and figure out what their next steps were, which sounds like you really had the opportunity to, even if it is an acute type of way, a pro, uh, presentation, you still need to do the research of, okay, what does this mean? How's it impacting me? What are my different options? What's my best option? What's my next best option? But after that, it's that verb of being able to decide, okay, like now these are, these are what I have to do. I have to modify my diet in this way, even though I was relatively healthy, I have to be able to do activity, but, you know, change things up. Um, I don't know if you know, like, so when we were going through chiropractic college, we were big into like, you know, everyone was studying really hard, lots of caffeine. Um, we were continuing to work out. And then I remember you had energy exhausted. Did you do like Red Bulls or was that the other one? Oh, this is this is a thing. It wasn't Red Bulls. It was back in the day, it was the twin lab and the rip fuel and the and the um diet fuel. So Classic. those were the things that had the um the Mawang and the ephedra. So, anyways, I I, you know, lack of sleep, lots of stress, finals and you know, whatever exams we had going on. And I remember running across campus because I was late and I went to leap over like a little hedge and I landed wrong. I twisted my ankle and the pain was so intense. Like I almost, like I fainted, I did faint. And mm. then the next thing I remember was I was looking at the campus from side angle and I kind of vaguely remember like having a seizure and my, I got up, my eye was bleeding and it was really scary. I remember thinking, I think I just had a seizure. Like I kind of remember like, you know, wigging out on the floor and remember, and that was, I actually like, okay, I got to stop taking rip pill, right? That's not hey, a maybe, good thing. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it was part of that. Right. But um, I mean, sometimes I guess the, the way I guess where it connects to your story is it look, you got to look at some of these trials or these scary health moments as blessings, right? I mean, as exactly. sort of a wake up call of putting the smelling salts under your nose and making you realize, okay, dude, you can't keep on this way. I mean, this is not healthy for you. So un unfortunately, I guess a lot of our clients don't ever have that wake up call or they don't, you know, or, you know, I but, guess, yeah. Well, I think a lot of it is they don't have a why, why they want to, why they want to get healthy. And it might need not may, may not be about them, maybe about their, their spouse or their girlfriend or the family wants them around. Maybe they have kids that want them around. Sometimes it's not even about them. Right. So how do they how they find a, a specific why to make them want to change not only not only not their not their activities yet, but their mindset? Hey, this is real important. You got you got to change everything. It's gonna feel uncomfortable, it's gonna feel weird. But how do I change what's been making me get through life? My, my sprint's been okay, but my, but my marathon sucks. I'm not going to make, I'm not going to finish the marathon. I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the sideline over here. If I don't take my life, my health seriously. And everyone's different, right? And, and it's not my choice or your choice. It's their choice to make first. I remember my dad, he had a heart attack. Uh, he, he passed away about seven years ago. Uh, actually longer than that, probably about nine years ago now. And, uh, and he had a heart attack and he was on the, the great American diet, USA, USA. Right. He was hot dog, hamburger, a bake in the morning, um, glass of wine or a beer for lunch, glass of wine, beer for lunch. And me and my, my cousin, Ron, who's actually in Orlando, 
And, uh, and he's an ER doctor. And he, we both told him, hey, look, either change your lifestyle or make peace with God. And he had an aneurysm. He had an aneurysm a year later and passed away. But he, but he decided it wasn't, he wasn't strong enough. Why? Because he was retired. He had issues going on too to keep him on a certain diet. Even after he had quadruple heart surgery, quadruple bypass, he's still within three months, he was still back to his normal lifestyle. And it's always up to the, it's always up to the person, that patient. And again, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm going to go to your house and, and tell you what to do, but I wouldn't give you options. Dr. Rosen and I, what, what you can do to get healthy. That's our, that's our only job. Yes. I, I love to see my patients do well, but I'm, I don't take it personal when they don't want to get healthy because it's up to them. I said, if you're not changing your lifestyle, make you have good life insurance, you'll be fine. At least your family will, will be able to be taken care of, you know, and say jokingly, but again, it's always up to you and you have to want to change. If not, again, the meds are there for you. The surgery's there for you. You know, nursing homes are there for you for one too. You can do what you want to do. This is America. It's not communist Russia or North Korea. Is, is Canada communist yet or no? I think after the virus that I'm starting to have second guesses of <laughs> if they are or not, you know, yeah. That's the thing is that we all have our choices, but when you understand what your choices are, then, okay, how do I now learn how to recover or, or deal with the consequences if I'm not going to recover? And I, my dad was, my dad had a double PhD. He was the smartest guy I probably I know, and you can't tell him what to do. He has to decide what he, but realize at that generation, he's, he would be in his seventies now. They were told into a doctor, Hey, I have a little heart problem, but, but having a beer and hot every day is fine. What's wrong with that? Doctors didn't, doctors didn't, I don't say they didn't know. They didn't know the effect on someone's lifestyle by having, by doing the all American diet. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of wisdom in what we're talking about there in terms of you do have to have your why. I mean, you really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, listen, it'd be great if I can plant a, a beanstalk in the morning and wake up and there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but just at the end of the day, it's cold, hard reality. And that's like, Nothing yeah. that's worth working for is, is easy, right? I mean, at the end no. of the day, I think people don't get it. Maybe, too, you see this as well. I do think it's generational. Like, I have a Facebook Live tomorrow. It's going to be talking about the necessity of weight training. It yep. doesn't have to be in the gym, but you have to do, re- you have to do resistance work. Yes. You know, I've seen cli- friends of mine that just do yoga, and they're like that skinny fat where there's no muscle tone, and mm-hmm. or they're exercising, they're doing walking, but there's no resistance. I mean, listen, if, if I say like if the pharmaceutical companies could put the claims on their medication, like exercise and weight training has been able to proven through double, you know, b- blinded research journals in the in the PubMed, the actual, yeah. you know, peer reviewed journals, they'd be screaming from the rooftops like do this every day. Right. I mean, it's it's amazing. But um, what I was going to say is, is that. I don't think people know or have never felt how good it feels to feel good. You know, and, and, sometimes yeah. they may have in the, in the past past, but they've been so focused on their priority of maybe say starting a new job five years ago, make sure that job went well. They start having, they start having kids and all of a sudden their, their part is their kids. So now their whole life has revolved around this. Now these things have gone well. Now how to take care of this? Cause right now I've, I've done well here, but now I'm stuck here. Now I can't get to the next level or now I'm starting to get worse. My health's getting worse. My doctor says I have to go on meds. Do I have to do this? My doctor says that if I don't take these meds, I'm going to probably die soon or I need this surgery. At that point, you're, they're coming. Okay, now what do I do? They're coming almost in desperation. And sometimes in denial, they even have a problem. What, what's the number one thing that why guys don't go to the doctor? 
they're, they're afraid and they're, they're afraid they're afraid to know what they have yeah they're they, they know they're overweight they know they're lethargic they know they have a bad diet they're afraid to be told you have a heart problem you have a lung problem you have a liver problem you have cancer so they'd right. rather not even go they wait most guys that come in here i mean i'm sorry, not most guys but on average in my office on average more guys come in that are in extreme pain emergency relief they want because they 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 waited way too long. I had a, I had a, I had a couple. His his wife drove him up to the front door because he couldn't even, couldn't reach the door. He had to grab on the door once he opened the this car door to get into the office. I had a guy come in and and I actually my, my partner and I on a Saturday we're seeing patients all day long all morning long. And when the patient comes back goes I think there's a guy on all fours our front of your office. I think he needs your help. He was one of our patients. He's like, I got in my car and fell on the ground. I can't do anything. I figured someone would come eventually, come down to your office and, and ask a question. So we got one of our stools out, put a stool underneath them, and rolled them in the office. It's embarrassing, but it's true. Most guys will wait till the last minute to get help. Once they're once they go, okay, I can't do anything. I've exhausted all my resources. I give up. So how do we how do we avoid people from getting it? Once they get there, as you know, then they're stuck in the medications. Then they have a heart attack. Then they have surgeries. That is irreversible. So, and, and Joel, what you do and, and, and kind of reversing, if that's okay with you, how do you help people get to a lower stress level? You have a great following. You do great talks. I've listened to you forever now. You're like my adrenal fatigue person. How did you build this up? How did you get into this? I, you know, listen, it was, here. yeah, no, it was from, from like, so graduating from chiropractic college over $200,000 in debt. My wife at that time was um, probably seven and a half months pregnant with twins. Wow. And we were moving across country, let alone from a different country to a new country. And, you know, I, I joke around, but this is true. The Canadian dollar when I was going through chiropractic college was like um, 67 cents. So for every dollar that mm -hmm. I had in loans, it went for 67 cents. And it was the only time in history when, you know, it went or not in history, as long as I know, that when I graduated, the dollar was actually worth more than the American dollar. So I got yep. double whammied. Um, and then I injured my back again. So I was overwhelmed, stressed, exhausted. And I say this story a lot where someone came in and brought, I had an acupuncturist for a patient and he brought me in a book saying, um, why do I have, you know, thyroid problems, even though my lab tests are normal. And I thought, I don't have thyroid problems. Like that's not a problem for me. So anyways, I finally ended up reading the book and you know, I thought I was a pretty smart guy. I had two undergraduate degrees and chiropractic degree, and I never heard of this thing called adrenal fatigue. And, and there, like practically there was a picture of me with the description, like <laughs> I can't handle stress very well, crashing in the middle of the day, motivation, libido, hormones, um, brain fog, all of the blood sugar imbalances, hypoglycemic stuff. It's like this, this is me. It was like an epiphany, like the clouds parted. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I, I need to be doing for my career. But, you know, I would say that the most successful clients we have are the ones that from what you see as well, in terms of that mindset, you, you know, and, and a lot of the nuggets we talked about, Tony, in terms of it, it, it it's a journey, it, it's a verb. Uh, and, and life is unfair. Um, but ultimately you have to, and that's what you're talking about earlier is you have to take control autonomy of your health. And it's not someone else's responsibility. It's your responsibility. No one's going to care more than you are to get healthy. 
and it's worth it. And, and I guess I would say just to echo from what you were talking about earlier is the body is amazing. Like you've seen it too, in terms of the body's really forgiving. Like you could have 90% or greater <laughs> occlusion of your, you know, coronary artery, or you can see like a smoke set of lungs that look like they're black and charred and that that person stops smoking and five years later, 10 years later, 15 years later, they have even, you know, at, at 80 years old, research shows that you could still build muscle and, and create mitogenesis or create mitochondria that build in the month. So I guess the bottom line is the successes are having suffered yourself, number one, knowing what other people are going through and, and, and be able to care. Like it's, excuse the language, but you can't teach someone to give a shit. Right. I mean, you can't like, if you, Facebook if you, is going to ban us, you know that, right? Oh, are they? That probably, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Let's take that away. But you, you can't fake, you can't fake that. You can't fake caring. And I, and I'm sure for you is same with me. When you see some people's lives change, that is worth more than the reward of whatever you would get financially, right? From, yeah. from seeing people change. And then ultimately knowing that um, the body, the power of the body can heal itself when you give the right information and you, re you get rid of the, the wrong information. So that's kind of like, it's complicated, but it's also easy, simple too, right? It's like and we learned in school, right? I mean, if the body's self-healing, self-regulating, why not use that to then expand it to different knowledge and that different knowledge and from different applications and how the body can heal from the inside out. It's very, like you said, very basic. Then how do we use that fundamental philosophy to build on and practice that and have our, our communities learn what that might be and, and their mentality, their perception and build that up from their, from their knowledge, their, their own experiences and make their lives better. That's our goal, yeah. right? That's, that's our goal as a healthcare, but not even a not chiropractor, as a healthcare practitioner, our job is to make people's lives better. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing that I think it's important that we're talking to you too, because I will will never hide away from the fact that I'm proud that I trained as a chiropractic physician that helps people realign the physical, um, their physical body. Um, although I told you like 95% of my practice is now online. And somebody, like, how do you adjust people online? I was like, well, it's not, it's not a physical adjustment. But but you know, one thing I see that I, I think is important to for people to listen to. Or, or to understand is I've seen them now. You've probably seen them now. There's some doctors in our areas that do very well. And, and they're younger doctors where they do the TikTok videos and they show the, the adjustment and they're like really doing like a, yeah. like a, like a very, how do you feel about that? I, I, I like the idea of we kind of are, I don't know, insecure as a profession, or I find that where, you know, people don't understand it. So then they, they, well, you know, we've had to deal with that. Oh, you're not a real doctor kind of thing or whatever. It may be. Say that. Yeah. Great. But how do you feel about like, well, number one, like how important the actual technique and the actual skill set that we do that impacts a person's health is profound, number one. But as far as, and that's a missing link that people who are exhausted and burnt out need to incorporate into their strategy. But as far as what's, you know, the trend of seeing how it's being marketed, like it's almost like the newer generation are intrigued by that. Like, whereas the I older generation, yeah. it sparks a fire that, Hey, what is this adjustment thing? How does yeah. this thing work? And I understand what people are doing. Cause I've, I've done some of those videos when it first TikTok first came out, one of my videos, let me see real quick. Hold on a second. 
one of my videos on TikTok. Is it called TikTok or TikTok? <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> here, one of my videos here, what do I have? One of my first videos put out when it first started, way down here. I have I have 1.8 million views on one of my videos. Oh wow. I have 1.2 million views on one of my videos. It's awesome. both adjusting videos. Right. Um, and one is more a compilation of different adjustments. One is just one adjustment of a student I had who's also an intern here to at her school because it works at her school. So I think it's important to be everywhere because the problem is, as you know, Dr. Rose, we're, we graduated in 2001. The number one marketing tool, I think in the U.S., at least in my neighborhood, was Yellow Pages. Okay. I have an intern right now. She's a freshman in, she's going to her sophomore year in college. She had no idea what the Yellow Pages were. Never heard of the Yellow Pages. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. She's a sophomore. She's going to sophomore year in, in college. That makes me feel old because that's all we could do. You could, you didn't really go out. You did. Yeah. We did some workshops here and there. You did some, some screenings, whatever it might be background screenings you had to do, whatever it was, some yeah. of those, but that beyond that now, everything online is online. So when you turn on your phone, turn this thing on, what, how are we going to market to our, how are we going to not only market, how are we going to educate our community of what chiropractors do? Of, of what healthcare practitioners should be doing for their for our patients, our clients, through doing these videos, through doing podcasting, through putting stuff on YouTube, Instagram, I call it Instabook, Facegram, all that stuff too. How do we put it all there? At that point, people can see it when they're ready, right? I had someone who's really weird. I had someone come in about three years ago. So it's funny, I wasn't even th- I wasn't even looking up chiropractic. I was just talking to my friend on my phone while I was scrolling through my my phone, and all of a sudden your ad came up. I was just talking on my phone and I was on Facebook. And oh, it's listening to us for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. like, that, I said, that is pretty freaky. I don't yeah. know either. Yeah. But can we put stuff out there that markets what we do in a professional way? And yes, sometimes it will be extreme. We have to be sometimes, I want to say dramatic, but but get that flair in there because that's what sometimes different platforms, right? If you're on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, you'll be more professional, more of like, okay, this is what we do, blah, blah. On TikTok, on uh what's it called other even like clubhouse on other ones too on instagram reels you may want to make more movement more more not dramatic but more, more exciting if there's a way to say that and at that point that may go have them go to your video hey what what's this about how's this work how, how does it help low back pain i have one thing i said on one of my tiktok and instagram reels i go yeah back pain bro go see a cairo you know, so that's something where it just it feeds that over and over again. And because TikTok doesn't know, it doesn't can't enunciate properly. So it says churro instead of Cairo. Right. I don't sell churros. I like churros. They're pretty good. They're kind of greasy, but they're good. But the people understand what that means. And I put also hashtag chiropractic works. So my thing is we, we've grown our practice here since 2016. We've doubled the number of new patients a month between six to eight new patients a month just from putting social media out there even more. How do we help? And my biggest thing, as you know, Dr. Rosen, how do you help our community? Well, that's the biggest thing, right? How do you help our community understand what chiropractic does, how we help people naturally get healthy by educating them first and then treating them if need be. You mentioned the adjustment also. I think the adjustment is very important, but has to be done properly also. I know a lot of doctors and I know a lot of doctors that are not very efficient at it. I feel come in here because they get an adjustment and they've, they've been told what it is, how it works, and how it's going to help them. They said, come and come lie down, let me adjust you, make sure you hear the crack. And they ask, okay, you hear the crack? Okay, get out of here, that's going to help you. They go, well, how? Was that the, or 
they're not efficient enough with, with their, their art, their adjustment. They don't even get the pop. They go, well, didn't get it today. I'll see you tomorrow. How's that work? So let's you explain to someone, professional matter, what you're doing, how you're doing, how it's going to help them with their, to benefit them. You're, you're giving them a disservice. I spend with my, as a new patient, I spend with my new patients anywhere from 15 to, to 45 minutes with them, even the last year between half an hour, 45 minutes with them. So the first day they understand what we're going to do for their treatment, for their life, help them improve that over time. And what, and what you do also too, how do you normally, uh, Dr. Rose, how do you normally go uh, about a new client, a new member of, of your, of your practice? Well, well, it depends. I mean, so I have sort of a vetting. I have like a, a 45 minute. Um, let's get to the truth of what's not working with your health. They, they typically have to watch an educated video to understand why and what, like you just said. And then ultimately I do tell them, Hey, look, I want to figure out where are you now? How's it impacting you? What have you tried? What's missing? What's the cost? Oops, sorry. You're good, you're good. Yeah. What's the impact or cost or financial stake, which most of the time you can't put a dollar value on not being able to walk with your grandkids or whatever, but ultimately how is this impacting you? And then I let them know, okay, what, what would it be like if you didn't have this? And let's talk about that. Let's get in, like, like, let's figure out what that would look like. Cause I think that's important for expectations. Like I don't have a magic wand, but at the same time, you've forgotten what it is that you want. You know what it is you don't want, right? You don't want pain. You don't want stress. You don't want exhaustion, but what is it that you want? And let's quantify that. And then let's figure out how to reverse engineer that. So I explained to them, like, even if we don't get started, um, you'll have a value of the call, like, but I want you to not be kicking tires. I want you to be sincere and serious about what we're doing. So I, I do a, a call like that. And then ultimately, if they're, if they have the three qualities I look for, I look for like, A, they have to be decisive. Like, I'm not going to care more than they are. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what got me burnt out and stressed in the first place. Um, they have to be coachable. Like you don't want someone that's going to just pick and choose what you recommend. You want them to be, a, a, you know, if you're an athlete, you, your coach tells you what to do, but you also give him feedback or her feedback. So it's a good relationship that way. And then the last one, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever way you want to look at it is resourcefulness. I mean, not just in terms of finances and investing in your health, but in terms of what you're going to do, you know, energy wise, lifestyle changes, um, being able to put effort into, into, because you know that that return of investment is not even comparable to what the life hack or the life experience you're going to get out of that, you know, in terms of what this brings to you. So I do mostly that, but I think also to the golden rule of educating people with no intention whatsoever. I mean, obviously it builds my practice, but the more I can educate people and empower people to, to get their health back and then, then the universe, you can't outgive the universe. I guess that's, that's the thing. I back to you though. I wanted to ask you a question. I think, you know, our new generation is, is so, so attention deficit, right? I mean, they have so many stimuli that's stimulating them. And that's why you have these little quick videos on TikTok and yeah. so forth. Um, but what's the, and I think the, the lesson there is, 
they do show that your one is more productive, the less multitasking they are. And, and you, you know, in terms of getting something done and then crossing it off your list and then getting that next thing done and not overwhelming yourself with 25 different windows open. And then on the way to search something else, you got sidetracked and now you're opening up another window and so forth. But speak to what that means from our language, from a person who will hold an adjustment and what you're seeing in 2021 versus maybe when you saw it in 2002, why we don't see that same response because of maybe what I just said, like how well they're, how, how wide they're spreading themselves and not having a lot of bandwidth. Yeah. I think they're being, they're being wide when they spread themselves, but they also realize too, because I I deal with a lot of them a lot in my office, I have an intern to the same age is they, they want to go wide, but they also realize they have better filters too. So their filters are able to, to filter out good information, bad information, stuff they want to see, that they don't want to see. So even though they're on there, they may not want, they may not see everything. If I go on TikTok or Instagram Reels for the first time, I may scroll through everything and, and like everything, but they're only like certain things. At that point, they're only seeing what they want to see. They may only, they may only see this a couple of days a week, but they realize they can come back next week. They realize they may need, because of this, they may need to shut, not shut stuff down, but minimize their, if you want to call it phone time or text time. Um, and it really is not even text, just phone time in general by, by doing it while doing something else. So they, so they realize, even though we, we think as society, they're the tech generation, they're the phone generation, it's everybody. But it's how do we make that, they've learned how to make it less stressful for them by not being so focused on all the time. They, they, that's part of their, if you want to call it how they've grown up, how they've developed. So they have these natural filters that we may not see because we're older, that because they've grown up this way, that's what these all the time. We, we remember we use paper and pen, right? Went to college, went to school. They don't need that anymore. They go to, they go to school with a Google Chrome, Google Chrome a laptop now. They come home to a laptop. They're, they're doing more of this typing or even just putting stuff in the phone or using one finger than we were with a pen and pe- uh, pen and pencil the whole time. So we're not going to get carpal tunnel. We'll probably get carpal tunnel more than they will. You know, but how do we make, how do we, whatever they're doing, how do we get them? And, and my sense is I've entered my office, how to get back to the basics too of showing that they care. So by looking someone in the eye, talking to them face to face, when they're talking to you, put the phone down or at least minimize it over here to seeing them and talking to them and even going to, Make sure you have good eye contact. So I train my interns in my office. I want to make sure they have these qualities. To make, I'm okay if you use a phone, that's fine. But how you use for right things. I'll have them come in here, and when I'm not seeing patients with them, I'll watch a video that I've done before with students. So I want, the, I want them to learn the way they want to learn, the way they want to learn, maybe on the phone or computer, but now let's take the information, focus on what they should learn versus just entertainment all the time. And again, there's a split, right? We, we had the TV before. We turned the TV on. It was in the background all the time to listen to news, watch a sport, watch a sporting event. We're not, we're not sitting there the whole time watching TV. We're doing something else. But at that point, it's in the background. They're using the phone as their background. So I, I have their perception of I, I sympathize them because they're, they're kind of told that that's what they do. Yes, but it's the background from a son with them all the way. It, you know, it's definitely there's a lot of good points of what you said. I think the, the summary is just being present and yeah. understanding the technology is is there. And you're right. It, they, it has it can't it should evolve. It should yeah. evolve into like, let me just extract 
the juice of what I need it for mm-hmm. um, and then eliminate the extra stuff. But a lot of the times now we're talking about EMFs and, and, you know, cell phone towers and, and unfortunately you can't filter out that even though you may not be, comp- there's a whole other argument. Yeah, there. Yeah. So, yeah. But let me ask you this. So, cause I got to yeah. get running here soon too. So I always like to ask my guests and maybe you ask me now that you're the wise sage tony with the always had great hair the facial hair um, i know it gives it yeah, away gives right um what would you tell your old younger self um that you had to learn the hard way over the years that would have maybe leapfrogged you in health knowledge wisdom all of the above that took you some time to figure out what would you tell yourself i would just tell myself be patient you know it's going to happen give it time you know try not to force it you know, listen more. Listen. I mean, I had I had good mentors when I was in practice. I had a mentor. I worked as an associate. Um, I had him actually all the way through chiropractic school. When I bought in this practice, I had a good mentor. Also, he had, he had retired, and then when my part of my purchase agreement was, he would come back and mentor us also. And and don't look at like you had mentioned earlier to look at the ROI of what you're doing. Maybe hiring a mentor. Maybe hiring a coach. Maybe hiring someone for your personal health or in professional health too to get yourself, your head right, your mind right, your body right, to be efficient with your time. Look, as chiropractors, we don't have to work 40 hours a week. We can work 25, 30 hours a week and be good. But sometimes we'll do too much and, and try to force it, per se, to make a little bit more change, a little more, a little more moolah, but not, have, but, but not have the balance with our personal lives. Our, our health might suffer. Our family might suffer. So as chiropractors, as you know, part of our, as a chiropractor, Five years after we, were, after we started, uh, we came into practice, five years afterwards, half our class was doing something else. They had a chiropractic degree, right? But why did they do that? They may not have had good mentors. They may not have someone to help coach them through the tough times or learn what they're doing. Because realize, as a chiropractor, guys, we don't have residency. We have, yeah, we have a little bit here and there, but there's nothing in a private practice. We have to learn that on our own or pay for it. So don't be afraid to find good mentors, if I'm going to tell myself again. And find more and more and more. I found them through YouTube, through some books also too. And find people in outside your industry. Find people that have been successful in their own industry and pick their brains. Take them to lunch. Buy, buy them a $10 lunch. If they're older, like, like if, if I was an older, younger me looking at me and, and ask me to lunch, I would probably buy your lunch anyways. You know? So don't worry about the money. More about, the, like you mentioned, the ROI, the, the, the pay to pay attention. When you pay to pay attention, how do you get the benefit from that? Like you said, like we had mentioned, you have to be part of the process. You can't sit back and have them spoon feed you, but then you have the, then they can help you keep you motivated. And the times are not easy because practices, as you know, they go up and down like the stock market. Can we, can we survive the bad times and do all the good times to get ready for some more bad times if need be like we had through COVID for them too. And turn around to you too, Dr. Rosen. How would you tell yourself, the younger self a few years ago? Before kids, before moving to the bayou, before get, leaving even Canada, who knows? Yeah, I, that's a good question. I, I never really thought of it. But, you know, what's been so pivotal to me, Tony, has been the mind-body connection in terms of breathing. I mean, in terms of of understanding that, like, this will pass, you know, because I have that mindset of, oh, my God, oh, my God, this guy's falling. And I get really anxious and overwhelmed, overstimulated. And if you don't learn to control your breath, um, and I think that the breath work is really key, um, but even more importantly than that, which I've kind of always had inherently is 
the gratitude of suffering, you know, in terms of when you're having major health challenges, what, what is good about that? What's good about it is you're still alive, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like we sometimes have our own little pity party. And I think, you know, we, we would be, uh, we could, it's always worse, right? I, I, if I have an initial conversation with someone, I'm always that sort of that more see the, the cup half full versus half empty because I know how important that is in terms of like, I talk to someone like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing horrible. And I go, could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse, right? I mean, it could always be worse. So I think that's a, a really helpful. Um, and, and then last, most importantly, I guess would be understanding what it is you do want. Like I've learned, like I've, I do have that sort of ADD tendency and the OCD tendency, uh, anxiety tendencies which really in from a physiological standpoint really scrambles up that front part of the brain and that's where we have planning and reasoning and deductive you know not impulsivity yeah. and and i think like we plan a vacation more than we plan our life mm -hmm. right and so i think it's really important for someone that is exhausted stressed out burnt out to you know if you had weak muscles weak biceps, what would you do for your biceps? You do bicep curls, right? Yep. If you have overwhelms, overstimulated, and you're, you're just brain foggy, and uh, you, you don't have good planning, sequential thought processes, you're, you're potentially impulsive, work that brain and, and start to think about like step one, step two, step three, or what do most importantly, you know, step 20, what is it that you want, and then slowly reverse engineer the steps and eat, you know, eat the, this is a longer answer than you expected, eat the elephant in the room one bite at a time. Don't get overwhelmed. Like, oh my God, I got to eat that whole elephant and it's going to be too much. And then what am I going to do? And then it's just, then you don't, you don't even get started at all. So well, I, think I think you have, you have the experience of going through each step of, of being stressed now, understanding what it takes to get to that little steps to get to where you feel more relaxed and more, okay, I can take this, I can take this elephant on because now I know there's other steps I have to do. And I think part of it, because we're 20 years, 20 years, we're basically our 20 years past our graduation date. We have the experience now to realize we can slow it down. We can take our time. There, there, we're, we can be like the, the old happy uncle that's in his 70s, but just he's, why is he so happy all the time? You know, because we've been there before. We understand, yes, life sucks right now, but this will pass. It may take time to pass. But me give you the steps like you do with your coaching, give me the steps how to get there because I've been there before. I can, I can tell you how it feels. I can empathize with you. I'd read about it. I can empathize with you how it works and get you to step three, four, and five. Use me. At that point, use my, if you want to call it how I did it wrong or did it right and not reinvent the wheel. You're giving someone a way to take a shortcut how to get there faster. So that point, they don't do all the steps that brings them down versus just brings them up the whole time. Why not? Why wouldn't you hire a coach like you? Yeah, I mean, the, the greatest to do, right? So as far as like, look, and so hopefully people that are watching this are in your area. So I'll definitely put links to where, wherever we people are going to be listening to this. Um, but how do they, you know, where, where are you just so people can hear where you are and how they can see you come in person? If, if you're looking out from the world perspective, we're in California, okay? okay. You California, about an hour east of California's Ontario airport. It's an international airport. Now it is. Uh, that's where some of the coronavirus came from. Thank you very much. Uh, from China to Ontario. Then from there, if you go about an amazing, an out, not even an hour, like 20 minutes north there is Upland. I'm in Upland, California. Like, like I'll send you my links too, to my YouTube channel. 
Okay, my Facebook, okay. everything else too. Look at yeah. my my biggest thing. If you want to get healthy from a physical perspective and you want the tools to get there, look at my playlist on YouTube, how to exercise, how to stretch, how to move. Why is it important? I've done over uh, over um, 200 interviews with people in my area. And even that's a very baseline. I've done one even from someone in London. And I think that was my furthest one so far. Um, how, and there's about scoliosis, how that works. So with the coronavirus, with doing more of these, Dr. Rosen, with Zoom, a lot us to expand our knowledge more. And if you want to learn stuff, learn stuff. You just have to spend the time and do it. Give yourself that grace to go, hey, I'm going to spend an hour on YouTube looking at videos, how to get healthy. I, if I have a problem in my car, my house, where do I go first? YouTube. Why not your body? Yeah. And consistency is key too. I mean, yes. you know, it's interesting, like you're still doing it. And in the beginning, it's like, oh, no one's listening to this. And, and, you know, is it even worth it? But then it is worth it because just one person who listens to it. And, you know, I had someone the other day, I was at a Whole Foods and they, it was so weird. It was like, they came up to me. It's like, well, I've seen you on like, you know, on YouTube before. I was like, well, really? No. Like, like, yeah. yeah on yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think the whole purpose, which I think we, we could probably boil down to a common denominator is the, the passion to help, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you, you know what it's like to, that's, no one gets into this profession by accident, right? At the end of the day. So one thing is yeah. we're, you can't, there's no pharmaceutical company going to back us to go market for us. We have to either pay for someone to do it for us or do it ourselves. Because right. we have decent personalities. I remember in school, you're always the joker in school. Remember that one, I remember that one time or not, as a side note, we were in a, like a biochem class and they kept asking your name. Oh, yeah. And you, you kept going and you know, oh, well, you're in it. I'm like, oh, great. It's like, it's like eight in the morning. Like, why is this guy starting crap eight in the morning with these professors? But you had such a passion. Just you're always likable, Dr. I mean, not, I'm being sincere. You're always a likable guy. You always, yeah. everyone was always your friend. And I'll but you had that sincerity, like you're, you're backing another student up because they're harassing their student, maybe a cultural thing. You're like, what's your name? Let's go to the office. Let's go. I'm like, oh right. my God, this guy's going to get yeah, was, out of here. I got in trouble actually. Right? I was like, yeah. but, but, you, but, you, but you're backing someone else up. You felt the passion to help people back then. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. My, I remember uh, that. Hey, listen, big hugs, man. Um, I remember it's interesting because we went to students just to finish that story off. We ended up going to student services and they had to contact like who was the student advisor to the teachers and it mm -hmm. turned out it was me because I had volunteered for mm -hmm. being the student so like I got my hey. but listen yeah I didn't like the way that the professors were interrogating someone asking oh, yeah. yeah so but anyways that's a lesson learned you know you sometimes you got to learn to hold your place it's not worth it and that's no, but, but it was worth it for for to show that passion to everyone else go hey yeah why why is he harassing everyone i mean yeah. some people went to school with right? like anyone in healthcare some right. people are introverts some people are extroverts you have both yeah. why not use that skill that personality you have like you are right now right. to put it out there put the word out there that's why you have such a great following on facebook on TikTok and everything else, because right. you put your name out there, you, you've done that. You you have the knowledge. You can vocalize it and verbalize it and show your face because you have a good face. You have a good face. At oh, that point, yeah, things I mean, are working out well for you. That's why you're so successful, sir. Well, as you too as well, man. Listen, I appreciate your time, and I'm glad to catch up with you. Let's not wait another 20 years before no, we uh, have one of these. I'll be dead by then. Who knows? Yeah, no, no, we'll be going the second <laughs> second lap. But, anyways, man, enjoyed talking to you Thank today, you. my friend, and we'll catch up real soon. Thanks, buddy. Have a good day. You too.